filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here. For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Dusty, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Welcome back to Solid F2 for minute two of the movie Twister. Now, we did our introductions on the last episode and discussed the first minute of the film, which we got to admit, wasn't a lot to go by. And I'm not sure I'm not sure this second minute is all that much better. But we do get to finally see an actor, which is a positive. Also, an animal. You have some high standards here, you know. You're complaining about the well. You don't just jump into the movie seconds of a movie. Well, you don't just jump into the movie. You got to build up to the, the good parts. So you got to set know. the stage. Well, so I'm saying. well, you exactly. Seem super critical about this. Well, no, I'm just you know just kind of apologizing in advance that these first few episodes there's not going to be a lot of substance to them. That's fair. That's fair. Now, are you back with fun facts this week? I have some fun facts. You have some fun facts? How about you fill us in on Jan DeBont? Oh, yes, yes. I believe I mentioned he left a film to do Twister. That film was Godzilla. Godzilla. Another film with a pretty nice soundtrack. Doesn't have the pull that that it had to me. I I actually saw that one in the theater, and it was was sort of a mess. Is that the one with Matthew Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick, yeah. And there's a lot of like neon green in yes, that movie. Yes, I, rem- I remember that from Jameer the posters and stuff. Like yelling that. at you on the soundtrack. And now, did you see that in the theaters? Or you just saw that after the fact. Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. Yeah. So you're not sure you saw Twister in the theater, but you saw Godzilla. Yes, for sure. Interesting. Listen, I have a dad who, you know, you're if, right. If you throw a right. monster into a movie, he's that's there, a little so. big budget monster movie for him. He's kind of more low grade. Low budget. He, monster yeah, he's movie. a he's a fan of the the old the B, B or maybe even C. <laughs> yeah, the B sci-fi <laughs> films. Um, but I think that's why he liked this because I think the original Godzilla could be considered a B sci-fi film, and uh, this was, you know, a remake of it. A little nostalgia for him. Right. Um. So yeah, we saw that, but yeah, Jan de Bont left. Jan de Bont, right? Left Godzilla. Uh, because he didn't think that the, um, s- the special effects unit was up to the task. Oh, well. According to Jan, I believe I read it in a in a mental floss article. Ah, uh, yes, possibly. Um, but yeah, that's what they said. So, anyway, well, if it's on mental floss, I believe it. Listen, that's a damn good website. It's a good website. It's enjoyable. 
Is that the one that you used to get like the daily emails mm-hmm, from? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, it's good mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You've sent so you've sent things from me for them along. Yeah. Um, the more you know. More often than not, they relate to some of these movies that we share common interest. Yep. Yep. Twister yep. being one of them. Certainly. But we're here to watch the second minute of Twister. So one to two minutes here, and again, it's a lot of going to be a lot of uh, music and ominous sounds and. You're not going to let me talk again this time, right? Right. Well, the first minute we, we watch it, then I'll rewind it, and then and then we can talk. So right. I get um, you're going to actually hear people talk. You, we're going to meet an actor, and we're going to meet an actor within a television inside the movie. So we're going to talk about that. But let's uh, let's listen to it before we discuss it. So let's pull that up for the second minute of Twister. Twister. have it that was the second minute of the movie twister again um the only talking being done in the latter half of that minute was by a recorded tv meteorologist uh, not by someone acting in the movie although i i don't know this this would be a fun fact to know but i wonder if that is a taped recording of an actual broadcast he did or if that's something they recorded to play for the movie. I, I don't know the answer to that, but that would be a fun fact to know. You probably should have researched that prior to recording this. Well, at least we know who he is. The... That he's an actual meteorologist. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. we do know he's an actual. So I believe that was Gary England, uh, who is uh, or had been for a long time chief meteorologist at Oklahoma City's CBS affiliate there, uh, KWTV. And, um, you know, he is an actual meteorologist. So I kind of lean towards that being a taped reading, recording of him, you know, updating people on the severe weather that was happening. Now, this is to take place, I believe, in June 1969, this part of the movie. Um, And uh, Gary England has been working at the station since 1972. So not that that far off for him to be... uh, discussing the weather in and around Oklahoma. And uh, he's actually a for, for that area and for as famous as meteorology can get, he's a pretty big one um, in the plains and, and around Oklahoma. So that the first voice you heard was, uh, was his. So, and I, I tend to, to believe that that probably is a recording of something that he actually presented during a severe storm outbreak um, at some point in the probably uh, mid seventies. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, he was uh, chief meteorologist in, in the nineties, right around when this 
when the movie was made, but he had been with the station since 72, so... Well, I'm just saying, if you're thinking that it's an actual filmed right. real television broadcast based on his clothing and right, the yeah, radar, it, it was not him in the mid-90s. Right, and, and he probably wasn't chief meteorologist when that was recorded, right. um, but he ha- was promoted to that eventually. So, uh, yeah, Gary England, the first person that you see and hear, or at least hear in the movie, I think you actually do... See- see an actor before the television screen and that actor is Richard Lineback which is the father of uh Helen Hunt's character Joe Harding and we know um Mr. Lineback from another Jan de Bond film he was in Speed so I, I also enjoyed him in Varsity Blues he was the obnoxious dad to um James Vanderbeek no, he wasn't James Vanderbeek's dad. He was the late um, Paul only, Walker's father, I believe. I only saw that once. So I, oh, really? That, yeah. that was a junior high. It's a uh, boy. Boys, it's a yeah, that was a, a big time boys, boys uh, junior high uh, flick for sure. Well, it also came out while we were in junior high, so it kind of makes sense. But I believe he was the father of Paul Walker in the movie and James Vanderbeek's um dad i can't remember that actor's name but he he's obnoxious um paul walker's father this played the father played by richard lineback is is obnoxious he's when whenever he comes on in twister i mean he think varsity blues i didn't make the connection when i first was watching varsity blues that they were the same guy that he that was his father um but i believe richard lineback makes an appearance along with uh his movie wife and movie daughter later in the film which we always remark about when we watch it her little flashback in wakita yeah yeah, yeah. so it's we'll an interesting component but yes that is for the future we will get there um do you have anything to say about gary or richard and their first spoken words or actor appearances in the movie uh no no not particularly he doesn't seem concerned at the multitude of lightning that is happening around his house at any given time um he's just casually getting himself a cup of coffee seems late for coffee but whatever (laughs) um so yeah also uh, the words tornado warning are on the screen and uh curling is off don't like like the spacing of the letters it looks like tornado w arning yeah, the the W is what throws it off. Also, the A in tornado. It's like torn a doe W arning. Yeah, it's, it's a, the spacing is really messed up. But, yeah, I, I've got know. some. This I, is I supposed do take to some be portraying nineteen sixty nine graphics. I'm guessing it's probably. You think it's like late seventies when that was recorded? I'm gonna guess, but now I mean I the studio could have so thrown tornado warning on an existing copy. It doesn't mean it was made. Who knows what kind of special effects were going on for for this stuff to make a setting in the late sixties, early seventies, but. I know we don't see their house for very long because pr- presumably it's destroyed rather quickly here, but um, I do. So don't, no spoilers. <laughs> I do like the set dressing. I mean, it looks like a good old 1969. The kitchen that he goes into, the flowered wallpaper, the upholstery. Um, although that, if you pause it, there's a, a game of sorry on the chair mm, in the corner. There is. That's a good eye. 
And that is the box that I had as a kid, so I don't think that's what it looked mm, like in 1969. That's not 1969 accurate. No. No, I don't believe it is. I but. do also like the glassware with the candies. Oh, yeah. The, I think there's some Werther's originals so, in there. Well, I know there's... Buttermints. The, the, I see... I don't know. There's a green tint to me. Some cocaine. I don't know. Uh, well, seem really... I don't... I wouldn't go that far. I wish it was in HD that we could see what else was laying on there. Is that a crossword puzzle? You know, like a book of crosswords. Looks like what kind of magazines sitting there? Um, but yeah, the uh, the aesthetics of the home are interesting for sure. A lot, of, a lot of olive green and brown going uh, on. Yeah, yeah, and that that does remind me of like my like grandparents, um, which would have been younger during this time, and that stuff tends to to go along with you, but floral patterns on the couches, floral patterns on the throw rugs. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, but that's all we really get here in this second minute is a, a look a little bit at the, uh, the home of the Hardings in June, 1969. Different wallpaper, still flowered in the kitchen. Correct. Yeah. An old box television. <laughs> yeah. No uh, flat screen HD or anything to deal with that. Um, oh, he heard a camel ground. <laughs> we see some chickens, a car and a tractor. A lot of strobe lights. And, and um, now we're moving into the second, or really minute three, where we're going to meet Joe. But um, more importantly, we got to meet um, her uh, her buddy, since she is an only child. Little Toby. Little, little Toby, the family dog, which will play a larger role in the first few minutes of the film, though. We don't get a reference from Toby the rest of the way, though. No. So, cute, cute animal, and I missed it again. So, we'll just keep going back until I can pause it correctly. And what, we can the yard see, scene or? see the dog. No, oh, well, I mean, we can d- we want to dissect the yard scene a little I, I more, talk about the chickens. I just want to see if there's chickens. anything interested out there, anything interesting. You're going to pause it, okay. And we got a John Deere tractor. Well, of course, of course, you got the green, green and yellow John Deere, um, an old like a Plymouth, yeah, uh, light blue Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, you got the wind vane out front. I mean, it looks like a a farm town, you know, rural. I uh, got silos. It looks like in the background, a couple big trees. Silos for their wheat. Wheat, wheat and hoil. <laughs> Um, let's see, they got a, you know, about a dozen or so chickens, which, you know, I don't know what happened to them. We don't get There's any 14 more. 14 chickens. 14. I said a dozen or so. What's 14? It's Baker's dozen is 13, right? Yeah. Is there Wait. something for 14? No, it's 14. Hmm. I thought there was a name for No, it's just 14. No. 14's the name for 14. 14's the name for 14. All right, got yeah. it. Let me make a note of that. Please so do. then we get the pup. Which is not named Toto. No. Would have uh, would have been appropriate to get well, a, little a little nod. A little on the nose, though. A little on the nose. Maybe, yeah. Um, I remember when we watched this uh, a couple weeks ago. I thought the dog's name was Toto, and then when they say Toby, I'm like, oh right. You yeah. think you would think it would be Toto, but they decided to. Uh, fun not... fact. Oh, fun fact. Here we go. I'm making up this fun fact. Oh, you're making this, this up. This dog later in life becomes the HR person for a paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's not well-liked. Well, it's kind I, of a wet blanket. It's it's really tough for me to see something so cute become something so dour. I mean, he's about to get some some trauma in his life now, so. Yeah, who Toby's knows? a good dog name, though. 
Toby is a good I, dog I think name. Toby is a good dog name. Um, what is he? Is he a I'm Yorkshire? not sure. A Yorkie? I feel like this type of dog has been in other TV shows or movies, something that I should recognize, but I can't put my finger on it right now. It was one of these into friends. Um, uh, no. No. Hmm. I, and there was one episode of Friends with a dog that I recall when Chandler has to admit he doesn't like yeah, dogs. Yeah, what's his name? Chandler. No, not the person, the dog. Bubbles? Yeah, no, it's something like that, though. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Clunkers. 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 I wanted to say right. Chuckles, but I was like, it's not Chuckles. <laughs> Clunkers, though, is much bigger than Toby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And gray? Yeah, I was going to say white or cream, something like that. Mm. So, yeah, and, uh, why don't we jump back here a little bit? You talked about uh, how the father uh, does not seem that concerned about the weather, and that that's one of the big things here. Um, get the ominous clouds and then uh, lots of lightning, digital lots lightning. lightning. I would say the the first look at the ominous cloud there, though, looks more like... Some just like a gray, gloomy day, and less like right. Yeah, this this first shot here is just kind of like oh, you know, maybe something's happening, and then you get into it. But then they show it happening directly over the house. He's just sipping his coffee or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't seem to care. But I, I mean, I mean that is a lightning storm. Yeah, yeah. That's not like occasionally lightning flashes like we get here. I mean that's that's like. Maybe we shouldn't be touching metal things in the house, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks a little concerned, but I don't know that it's enough. But he, I wonder if that's just how Midwest and the Plains, you know, especially Tornado Alley, that they deal with this so often, it's just kind of ho-hum. If we think about what we joke about southern states when it comes to snow and yeah. ice, you know, they freak out when they get a little bit of freezing fire, rain though. and... Well, but it can cause a lot of damage yeah. and injury. I mean, why is he drinking coffee that late, though? Honestly? It is very late to have coffee. Maybe it's tea. I mean, presumably... Okay, so we know it's June. It is June, yeah. So the sun is going to set after 8.30? Yeah, so this is pretty late. This so, is I mean, late. and it's dark outside, so I'm going to say it's after 9 o'clock. It's after he's drinking nine, coffee. Yeah. Well, and his young daughter is in bed, and so... Right. Um, you also... Know, I don't know a child out there that would sleep. Her windows are open because right. her curtains are blowing. There is not a child alive that would sleep through that if their windows are open. No, no way. Also, I don't know many dogs that would just be like yeah, chilling on Yeah, Toby the does not seem to care whatsoever D-G-A-F. about uh, what's happening outside. But again, maybe they're just used to it. Maybe they just don't care because this happens often. Um, he finally starts to recognize that maybe something's happening, but we'll have to find out more about his uh, delayed intuition on uh, episode three when we discuss minutes two to three and the action is going to really start to pick up and this is an event that percolates throughout the rest of the movie. Percolates. It gets referenced um, multiple times by uh, Helen Hunt, who is... Well, yeah, she needs some sort of emotional driver to... Right. Maybe otherwise, you should be a, a screenwriter. Lady. She's just a crazy lady otherwise. <laughs> she's just crazy? Yeah. All right. So 
We've got a lot to discuss about Twister, but that's all we have for the second minute of the film. So we hope you have enjoyed the podcast so far, and we're going to get a lot more in-depth and have a lot more to discuss as we get farther into the movie. But for now, uh, Kelly, you got anything else to add for this episode before uh, we take off? I think Toby's a good boy. You think Toby's a good boy? He, I'm sure he is a good boy. That's all. How long do you think he made it past the movie? Oh, he was safe. No, I know that, but oh. I mean, I don't. I doubt Toby's still alive. Oh, well, no, I don't. This dog's twenty-four years later. Years. Great, bring me down. Thanks. Uh, I wanted he to end was on a good a boy. Low. He was a good boy. Rest in peace, Toby. <laughs> it's a do, dark do, soul. Does child. IMDb have pages for animals? Performers? They probably do. I you would think bet. so. We'll have to look that one up Air and Bud. see if What's Toby like a, was in any other movies. Golden Retriever and Airbud, I bet, have nine. No, the Airbud is the things you put in your ear. Uh, well, that too. You can get little Airbud jerseys for your earbuds. That, don't steal that. That's her idea. We're going to make that happen. Airbud on your ear pods. It's probably, it already exists, I'm sure. I'm, think so? I'm not the only one that calls those Airbuds. I know, but. Airpod, Earbuddy pods. Yes. You got it. Good job. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for episode two. And we'll be back in a bit to discuss the third minute of Twister. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 podcast, a minute by minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two,